0: So tonight as introduced by Sharon last evening, we're going to begin the Brahma Vihara practice in compassion, in Karuna. And um, just as Sharon said last night, a lot of the teachings are repeated. So I may be repeating things that Sharon said last night. But it always sometimes helps to hear it again, maybe from a different angle. It kind of comes into the heart in different ways. So a little bit about compassion and how we do the practice before we actually begin the practice. Compassion, as Sharon may have mentioned last night, is a way of bringing metta directly to suffering. So compassion, or karuna, is a refinement of metta practice. And it's actually taking the basic loving care, the basic open-heartedness, the gentleness of metta, of loving-kindness, and turning it directly and precisely to suffering, to pain, in our own hearts or towards the hearts of others. And so this is uh, quite specific. It's not just an overall general sense, but very specifically towards suffering. And pain. And it is said that compassion is very much like or more like awareness than any of the other Brahma Viharas, than any of the other divine abodes that we practice, because of the fact that it is uh, this kind of care that is turned right to suffering. So it's an awareness with loving kindness a deep awareness with loving-kindness, and an intentional inclination of the heart and mind towards gentleness with whatever is happening. So, of course, when we're able to do this and we practice this with intention, when we do our Brahmavihara practice, it has a possibility of allowing ourselves to open to suffering in ourselves and in others without the usual barriers that we have of aversion to the suffering, a kind of closing down, or the barrier of judging or blaming. It allows us to open to whatever is difficult, whatever is challenging, with a kind of uh, transparent care, that ability to just be with what's happening without either the closing down, and running away from without the striking out at, which is happens so automatically when, of course, when we open to something that's painful. So basically, with compassion, it really helps us to open to life and to the vulnerability that we feel in life it helps us to do this in a way which is much more um, strong. Trungpa Rinpoche said that Karuna, in the lineage that he represented, means noble heart, means courageous heart. So this is a heart that can be courageous, that can be noble, because it opens to the noble truths of life, to that suffering which is a truth of how life is. The one important aspect of compassion that we learn to understand and experience and to bring out into the world is that true compassion is not locked in the suffering, it's not lost in the suffering, it's not drowning in the suffering, but it is in the care for that suffering that we stabilize our hearts. It is in that unconditional ability to open that we stabilize our hearts with a kind of gentleness. So it's not drowning, even though the heart and mind are open to suffering, it's not drowning in the suffering. So of course, when we have some compassion with our practice, when we can... Uh, develop it to such an extent that it can be nearby and quite often even with our mindfulness practice. It helps us to explore our moment-to-moment experience with a lot more um, stability, a lot more open-heartedness, a lot more gentleness and therefore clarity because we can remain at that place, awareness can remain at that place. So it helps us to know how to explore pain in a different way. It also shows us how to hold what we have or to work with what we have in a very tender way and to um, allow ourselves to be human and allow ourselves to have this understanding that we don't have to be perfect. to do this practice, to be free, we start from we are in that place of seeing the humanness of who we are, but we begin to relate to it in a wiser, more caring way. There are two areas that we might run into when we do the compassion practice that it's helpful to be aware of, and as Sharon may have mentioned last night, they are the near and the far enemy. So the near enemy is called the near enemy because it can seem like compassion. And that is pity, sometimes it's called grief, a kind of um, drowning grief. Not a healthy grief, but a kind of drowning grief. And sometimes I see this manifested more as a kind of pity for oneself and others, where in that uh, place In that relationship to the suffering, it's like we're drowning in the suffering, we're caught in it. And of course, when we do the compassion practice, we'll feel the heart kind of sway to that side from time to time. It will also sway to the other side. Our practice will sway to the side of the far enemy, which is cruelty. And they call it the far enemy. I'm told, because you can see it from afar, it's quite recognizable, it's more gross, it's more apparent. The cruelty, and the cruelty manifests when we open to suffering and it's so difficult for us to face that we strike out at it. So it, it can come, for example, as blame. It can come as a physical striking out also, but it can come as a mental striking out, blame, judging. Um, so we see this happen in our practice where we're doing, we're going along with a compassion practice, and then all of a sudden we feel like we're kind of drowning in the suffering. It's really helpful to recognize that the practice has swayed towards pity. And just a very brief and clear recognition that this is what's happening, often brings us back to doing the practice and keeps us on track, brings us back to compassion itself. And then oftentimes we'll find that we're opening to some kind of difficulty in oneself or another and we feel a cruelty come up or a kind of striking out at whatever is happening in ourselves or in others. And so just the, the recognition, the clear recognition of this will oftentimes bring us back and allow us to be back on track. So these swaying from pity to cruelty will happen. And it's nothing that's uh, abnormal in the practice. Just recognizing that it's happening. So pity and cruelty the near and far enemy. The way that we do the practice as in metta is we uh, go through a certain progression of individuals. And this evening we'll go through three individuals. Uh, The first one is a person who is greatly suffering. And it's always helpful to use an individual rather than a group of persons. It really helps us to get closer in a way. So, this is what's uh, traditionally recommended to find an individual, the easiest person that we can open our heart to, uh, who may be, who's going through some suffering. And the second person would be oneself and then a benefactor. Traditionally, this is a progression, but it's always good to check out in your own hearts and see, what is the most likely, the most intuitive person that you can most easily open to next? And so usually it's the easiest person's first. So you don't have to follow this exact progression. And the phrases that we use, as we go along, I'll I'll remind you, but the traditional phrase is, may I or you be free of your pain and sorrow or pain and suffering. May I or you be free of your pain and suffering, or just one of those words, pain or suffering. We find a lot in our experience here at IMS and in other places where we have taught that the phrase, I care about this pain, or I care about your pain, really helps to bring up the inclining of the mind towards care, towards compassion, when you can actually remind yourself in the phrase of that part about care. So I care about this pain, I care about your pain, Um, so that the part about suffering is not the only thing that's prevalent in the phrase. So those are the two phrases that I'll use here as a reminder to you when we begin in a minute. But there are other phrases that you might need to, uh, you'll find that you can make up on your own. You might need to use your own creativity and intuition. One of them that I find helpful for me is I say, out of compassion for myself, so that in the first part of the phrase I'm bringing out the reminder of compassion. Out of compassion for myself, may I open to this pain. So I use that for myself. Um, Or out of compassion for you, may you be free from your pain and suffering. You know, using the word compassion somehow within the phrase to remind oneself of the inclination of the heart. So we begin now uh, with the practice. First by being comfortable and... um, In doing the Brahma-vihara practices, it's really important to be comfortable. And it's also important to be as still as you can be, because it is more of a concentration practice, so stillness and quiet are important. And it's hard to be loving when you can't be comfortable, so find a comfortable position And then also if it feels comfortable and safe, closing your eyes. Relaxing the attention into the body. And letting the attention relax into the heart center around your solar plexus. Or if that seems... Not accessible in some way, just experiencing the body sitting here, the breath. And then from that relaxed place, reflecting on the fact that in this world it is true. There is a mix of pain and pleasure. And we turn our hearts to the suffering, hopefully with as much equanimity as we can, knowing that this is a universal fact. And choosing our first person the person we can open our hearts to that is going through some difficulty at this time. Someone we may know quite personally. And it may not be as though their whole lives are full of suffering, but one area of their life. And taking some time to connect with that person visually or viscerally. And then tuning into the quivering of your own heart in response to this person's pain. And seeing if those two can connect. The quivering of our hearts and the suffering of this particular being. And then letting the phrase further connect ourselves to the heart of this person. Letting the quivering of our hearts ride on the phrase or our compassion be infused as much as we can in the phrase. May you be free of your pain. I care about your pain or use your own way of connecting staying steady and staying with this person for some time And when you're ready, moving on to oneself, you may need to use another phrase. Out of compassion for myself, may I open to this pain? Moving on when you're ready to a benefactor. Coming to a close now. And taking the last moments to dedicate the merit of our practice. Not just this time of compassion practice, but so far, our practice today. for the benefit, the happiness, and the liberation of all beings everywhere.